Hey ladies, welcome to the Diamond Hands podcast. So you want to own a med spa? Welcome to our community and explore the exciting industry of medical aesthetics and hear from experienced med spa owners and relevant industry experts to guide you on your path. Mindset, money, practice management, marketing, find it here. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Hands podcast. Today, we are so excited to have business module herself, Michelle Balvi. Uh, she is the owner of Misha Aesthetics. She owns three locations, her primary one being in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a, such an honor to have you. Like you've built such an incredible business over the past, you know, 11 years. And like, we just wanted to highlight this story. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. I appreciate your time. <laughs> You're welcome. Same here. So, you know, definitely everyone wants to know, Michelle, tell us a little bit about, you know, your aesthetic background. I know you've been injecting for 15 years, even though you have owned for 11. So tell us like, you know, how you got your start in medicine, and what was your path to aesthetics? So I originally had started my nursing career um, in, believe it or not, pediatrics and surgical trauma. Um, aesthetics was not something that I had even really thought about. And by accident, or I'll say by fate, um, I went to talk myself to a plastic surgeon. Um, and when I met with him to interview him for some things that were important to me, he ended up interviewing me and thought I'd be a great fit for his aesthetic team. So the next thing I know, I went from surgical trauma, pediatric nurse to a oh. patient consultant in aesthetics. So it was pretty, wow. pretty cool. That's so amazing. So that relationship that you had with that, you know, um, doctor, was that like something that, you know, so how did you meet him in the first place? So at the time when I was at Abington uh, Hospital, uh, he was a chief of plastic surgery at Abington. Oh. So I had been aware of him and his um, reputation. Mm -hmm. So it, it truly was a chance meeting when I went to his office. But what had developed from there was really a mentorship where he completely brought me in under his wings mm -hmm. and um, kind of taught me everything I needed to know from the back end surgically before I even became a nurse injector. So it was it was a fascinating way to get started. Wow, that's so amazing. So, you know, so you worked for that doctor and I know that he was, you know, the, the head of that department. So at what point when you were working for him, at what point were you like, whoa, I like want to do this myself? So I would tell you, again, something happened at that office that was um, a huge change for all employees. Um, his wife decided to join the practice and kind of reworked the, the wheel and um, wanted to reassign staff. And my husband um, was like, maybe this is your time to shine, like your time to do something that I think you'd be amazing at. Why don't you consider getting certified in uh, injectables? And I'm, it sounds funny, I'm not a good person with immediate change. So I was a little bit apprehensive. Mm -hmm. But when we parted ways, um, very amicably, I decided, all right, I'm going to take a beginner's course for injectables and see where this goes. Um, got certified over a long weekend and then began my journey as an actual nurse injector. Wow. So truly a little 
push from my uh, husband, but it just flourished into what it is today. Wow, that's so amazing. And, you know, something that I want to ask you, so like, you know, so your husband was like a big part of the reason why you actually went into aesthetics on your own. So tell us a little more about, you know, that relationship you have with your husband and how that's kind of been like part of the fuel that's kept your spark going these years. No, absolutely. So um, Joe himself is a business owner. Um, so seeing things run behind the scenes, everybody always thinks that, you know, being a business owner is very glamorous, mm. um, but not realizing that at the end of the day, when everybody else clocks out, that you go home with the weight of the world on your shoulders, mm -hmm. as well as your employees, their families, and everybody who depends on you. So I saw that in him, but it never hampered his drive to do more or be more or to just support people around you. So that little bit of the push just gave me the fire to realize that my life, as simple as it was, and being a mom and a wife, um, that was just a part of me. So this gave me a chance to kind of use my artistic side and realize that I could literally give back in a whole different way and make people feel as good as they should just by doing little tweaks and making people feel happy from the inside out, as opposed to just putting a bandaid on somebody, which is just as important, but I think it's the combination of both. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think that's so interesting because, you know, um, People who listen to this podcast know that I'm a Jim Rohn fan and they probably think I'm so annoying because I talk about Jim Rohn all the time. But, you know, when you talk about, you know, your relationship with your your husband and how, you know, you came together with him to say, I'm going to do this business, it's, you know, the partner that we have in our lives is so pivotal to mm -hmm. our success or to us remaining basic. So I'm going to say agree. to all you guys listening, our partner in life is so pivotal to us having success or remaining basic because our partners push us to be sometimes the next level. And that's the person you're spending a lot of time with. I love the way that, the way you said that, that is so true. And it doesn't mean that you're giving up a piece of yourself. It's just an added piece of yourself. Yes. So, you know, I think it's hard when people feel like they've lost their identity and their relationships. I think you have to get over that hump and realize that this is an expansion of how great you can be but nobody should hold you back. Exactly. Nobody. And I've, and I've heard that from other med spa owners that, you know, their partners didn't believe in them. And it's like, you know, it's, it's hard enough starting a business, but if the person closest to you doesn't believe in mm -hmm. you and you feel like you have to prove them wrong every day, that's extra stress, which causes extra health problems. That's another that, thing altogether. Oh yeah. We could talk about that for a long time. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, another question that I want to ask you, you know, share with um, our audience, you know, what you enjoy most about your business. And later on, we're going to talk about some of the challenges, but what are some things you enjoy the most? Um, probably if I could say my two most favorite things about my business is the amount of clients who've now become friends. That's oh. probably my most favorite of everything. Yeah. And the second favorite thing that I have is the relationship that I've created with our staff. Yeah. Um, we truly, I can say we're a family. I know a lot of business owners don't feel that way, but I think that I've literally have an extension to my family that makes going to work every day, not just a job, but a career that I love. Wow. 
Wow. And, and that's so awesome. And, you know, on the flip side of that, you talked about a little bit earlier, you know, people think that being an entrepreneur is glamorous and it's, and it's not, there's a lot of background things. So what are some of your biggest challenges that you had to kind of overcome? And what are some challenges that you have now that are just different because you're in a different area? So I was thinking that this morning as I was driving to work. So I think you and I had had a really brief conversation via text about our life and our schedules and getting up at 5 a.m. because we probably need a few more hours in our day every day. Yes. So I would say as an entrepreneur, the, the problem is, and maybe it's internal for me, is it's never enough. And I don't mean financially enough, but I feel like I'm always working towards improving, adding, what can I tweak to make it better? And not just for me, but staff and the clients and the people around me. So that's the one thing that I've I feel as an entrepreneur that people don't realize that you really you it's hard to quiet your thinking. The challenges now are totally different because like you said, we are up and running and to give a little shout out to our team, you know, we are in the top 1% nationally. Every thank you. Everybody is like amazing, you know, and I couldn't do it as a as an I. It is a we team that I always say is important. But um, because it's never enough, you know, I went back to school, started as my associate's RN, got my bachelor's RN. I'm finishing my nurse practitioner now. I have eight weeks left of school. And I am already thinking, what's my next step? Because it's... DNP? Yeah, I did tell my husband that. He he actually is totally cool with that. But I think I, I think he gets the diploma for putting up with me during all this. Yes. It's like, oh, honey, you want to walk across the stage with me? Yeah, I do feel like he totally should, totally should. Yeah. So that's that's the thing that I feel that if I could stress to anybody is you can't just, it's good to see a light at the end of the tunnel, but the tunnel doesn't end when you hit the light. You have to actually see what comes after that because if, if we hit a goal and we're done, then where are we? It's like a stagnant pond it needs flowing water so by continuing to find things that make you happy or generate your mind power i think it makes us better people yeah i mean i i agree you know that just con constant drive to what more can i do what more can i do what more can i do and you know when you have an understanding you know posse or people around you who understand like how you are they, oh, they yeah. accept that because it's fun for people like us to actually build and to create and to continue to mm -hmm. do that because like what's life without creating I can't even imagine not oh I totally agree and I think you know I have two children um who are now literally adults they're going to be uh 31 and 29 and the creative side has definitely been given to them you know Christopher who does all the marketing is so much fun all the time and my daughter Jennifer is a second grade teacher who her creativeness just flows out of her so I'm fortunate to have kids that are creative as well although I probably drive them a little crazy but <laughs> I think that's normal <laughs> I, I think that's normal too. <laughs> that's so great. And you know, something that I want to ask you too is a, tell me more about pushing through comfort zones, you know, and I know you've had different levels you've had to kind of crash through in your career, but tell me what is your process for pushing through comfort zones? So 
Um, I will tell you, I probably have hit the walls a couple of times. So when you say crashing through, I probably have crashed into the walls a couple of times, Um, you know, and you think it's, you know, a block that sometimes you can't get through. Um, And it could be a struggle of a test or like a huge paper. But um, one thing I definitely have learned is that if, if you look at breaking through anything, it's one brick at a time, one Mm -hmm. step at a time, like, I sound like my whole life is positive and a bed of roses and perfect. But even in relationships with the people that you love, they're not always perfect. And if you can kind of peel back, you know, I'll say peel back the onion and you can see each layer for what it is. I think if you break it into little pieces, I feel for me, it's easier to figure out than to be overwhelmed by a huge problem that's sitting in front of me at that time. So. It's strange to say, but it always does go back to feeling comfortable in your own skin, Mm -hmm. feeling comfortable with the people you surround yourself with, Mm -hmm. and knowing who you can count on that's going to pick you up when you crash into that wall. Because let's face it, if anybody says that doesn't happen to them, I don't think they're telling the truth. (laughs) Yeah, I would have to. (laughs) I would have to tell them that they're lying. I'm like, yeah living in yeah <laughs> nice little ro- a nice little rosy bubble there exactly like who created that like <laughs> or, or let me in let me in exactly for real so that I, I love how you 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 process you know um challenges in the brick by brick analogy I think that's one of the strongest kind of images that are coming into my mind everything in life is brick by brick mm-hmm. and Sometimes we try and and rush through and we don't want to build the foundation and we want to get to the roof before we've built the foundation brick by brick. And and I think that's one pe- thing that people, especially new practitioners or new mesfas need to understand and or any industry, you have to go through those struggles. You have to go through those times. Yeah. You have to give your time yourself time to grow. That's a great analogy of exactly what I was trying to say so thank you yeah and you know so tell me so owning three practices is a lot of work I know like I can't even imagine so and 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 I know that you have a business partner how how like what are your thoughts on the idea that there are three types of personality in the entrepreneur and it's like you have to it's like so I know that I've read that you know there's a technician in your case I'd be the practitioner the visionary who's like oh the new things are coming I'll call the creative juice and then the manager the person who's operations who kind of like checks off the boxes and I know these things live in the same person when they first start a business and then they kind of like parcel these mm-hmm. pieces off so which role do you play? Do you love? Um, I would definitely, when you were describing that, tell you right away that I'm the visionary. Yeah. So I, so I'm very fortunate because my business partner, her name is Lisa, and yeah. um, her and I met um, probably a good twenty years ago. Actually, while I was doing home care, so I was a wound oh. specialist as part of my yeah. nursing career, mm-hmm. and we just hit it off. But interesting, we are probably such good partners because we're so different. I definitely am the visionary and she's definitely the behind the scenes manager. She'll check the boxes and bring me back down to earth because (laughs) I just see like everything being larger than life. Like it's, 
It's, you know, oh my gosh, we need this. Oh my gosh, we need to do this. Oh my gosh, I I just want to do this. And she'll be like, okay, whoa. (laughs) And um, in having the three locations, you know, I don't ever want to be so big that I lose our personal touch. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that every location still is part of the Misha family. You know, we are looking at um, two other locations as we speak now, mm-hmm. but I, I plan it in a way that it incorporates in a fashion where it's slow and steady because I don't always feel that it's a rush to hit that finish line. Mm -hmm. Um, But Lisa definitely checks those boxes and makes sure everything's policy procedure correct and the behind the scenes. Very nice. So I think that's a good thing. It is. I love that. That's fabulous. That's really fabulous. And you're lucky that you're able to have that person to compliment you. Oh, definitely. Super lucky. (laughs) And kind of expounding on that too, you know, what are some systems and processes that you think are super important that Mm. you've seen for quality control and, and patient success? And speaking to the newer MESPA owner, you know, what are like the elementary ones that you think a new MESPA owner should implement and build upon? Um, so number one, communication with your staff. I think a mandated monthly staff meeting is super important. Um, so you're not barking out orders that they have, um, their say in what's going on around them, um, to having a policy procedure manual available, um, an employee handbook available. Um, it continues to grow and change as you do expand, but if you don't have one to start with, you just don't have your first foundation. Mm. Um, as a new business owner, I would also tell you think small, Mm -hmm. not big, but think outside of the box. So small meeting, it could be one room, simple practice, but outside the box, what's going to make you different from the guy down the street? Mm. And, and, I, and I think that's, that's, a, that's a really good tip, you know, because some people, they want to say, I want to get into a building right away or this mm-hmm. right away. And it's just like, whoa, build. Yep. Goes back to the brick by brick thing you talked about earlier. Definitely. I do think that's probably uh, at the end of our whole conversation is probably my motto, you know, one step, one brick. This is how our lives are built. So it's, yeah. a, it's just our journey. Yeah, definitely. I love that. And, you know, and, and, and I'm kind of winding down here, but, you know, outside of this, you know, you've had this personal life. So what are some of your tips for managing the different roles that you've had in your life? You know, being a wife, mother and a business owner. Tell me about that. Tips. Well, first of all, it's okay to fail (laughs) because I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect. Um, I would tell you, I feel like I've let myself or my family around me down uh, a few times. Um, But the good news is we've weathered the storm and come out on the other side. But for those of you whose relationships in business or in life don't turn out exactly how we think it's going to be, mm-hmm. that's also okay because yeah. that means you've weathered the storm. You've made the right choices for you to go to your next level. Everything in life really does happen for a reason. Yeah. Um, I just think be kind to yourself. Mm. So if if I could give one tip to anybody, um, know who supports you. And know that you still need to give back to others around you, because if it's always only about you, 
those people are not going to always be there for you. Mm. So, and I know that sounds probably very simple to say, but we do lose ourselves in ourselves sometimes. We forget everything that's important. And as a business owner, you have to be able to step away. And I don't mean for an entire week, but maybe a lunch date where you don't answer your phone or, you know, a a weekend retreat and know that things will be there when you come back. (laughs) I'm not good at that, but I'm still working on it. So I would say work, work on your, work on yourself. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's such great advice. I I love that. You know, being present for it, going back to Jim Rohn. Oh God. He, and he's like, he's like, he's like, when you're in the shower, he's like, take a shower. Don't think about writing an email when you're in the shower, when you're eating dinner (laughs) with your partner, eat dinner with your partner. Like, you know, just like giving people the gift and giving each little piece of our life, the gift of our solid attention. (laughs) How good are you at that though? Cause I'm only a little good at that. Terrible. I was in the shower this morning thinking about my day. Yeah, me too. As I was driving in today, coming into Philadelphia, I literally had my list going in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh. I, and then I had to stop and I was like, take a deep breath. Yeah. You know, just be aware that, oh, look, it's really pretty as you see the snow melting because you sometimes you miss that, yeah. you know, so I, I try to remember to take a minute to breathe. Yeah, and that's I think that's so important because I think like, you know, entrepreneurs' minds, and we're, our minds are just like um, constant to-do lists. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so scary. And, um, you know, where do you think the aesthetics industry is going to be in, in 10 years? Where do you think it's going? Um, I only see it going, going higher, going bigger. I think self-love by um, our clients and our patients has become such a focus. And self-love doesn't necessarily just mean, you know, Botox and filler, but, you know, taking care of your skin, using better products, wearing your sunblock, um, understanding these little things that we can do for ourselves in the midst of this crazy craziness, even with COVID. I mean, being on Zoom and things that you are focusing more (laughs) on your external, it does, it plays on your psyche because- If you're in a meeting face to face, you're not staring at yourself so you don't see it. But now that we're like Zoom trained, yeah. I think sometimes we are like, oh my gosh, I look tired. Oh my gosh, I need to filter that. Wow, I didn't realize that my hair was that gray. Like <laughs> things that you can surpass when you don't have to stare at yourself. So, yeah, so wow. self self love is is what I'm. I, I say build build from your foundation mm-hmm. and love yourself enough to embrace your mistakes and realize you're going to grow from them. Wow, that's that's really great advice. And so so everybody wants to know where can we find you on their internet? Okay, so on Instagram we're Botox by Misha, and Christopher just started a really cool podcast called beauty babble yeah so we just started that so we're super excited for that and on instagram um he does some amazing stuff really cool stories and we're also featured on our facebook as well um but under misha aesthetics so it's so much fun oh this is so great oh my god chris oh by the way 
he had some awesome bow ties that I saw recently a few a few weeks ago on Instagram. And I was like, wow. I, yeah, I he, he plays the role and loves, loves to entertain. So if you ever need um, a little education and a lot of entertaining, he's definitely fun to watch on Instagram. <laughs> That's awesome. Love that. So again, thank you so much um, for coming on the podcast. This is going to be invaluable um, for, you know, nurses who want to get into this industry. Um, and thank you thank you again it is truly my pleasure it's been so wonderful meeting and chatting with you I look forward to doing this again definitely have a great day you too like what you heard please leave us a review I appreciate you listening and your support follow us on Instagram at plan life happens and comment on this episode's post also, I appreciate your feedback and ideas. Improving is the name of the game. I'm Leslie Tracy, your host. Thanks for listening.